Here's a quick question for you. How did you sleep last night? If your battle for a good night's sleep feels relentless, I have the answer. It's a podcast called Sleep Wave with meditations and hypnosis created to help you fall asleep. My relaxation techniques will help you feel calm and ready for sleep with soft music that will help you fall asleep in minutes. Most listeners never hear the end of an episode. So search Sleep Wave on your favorite podcast app and find out why over a million people have fallen asleep to my voice. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Surprise, everyone. It is Thursday, and I know I post on Monday, but I try to give you guys more content when I can. So that's why I'm doing this bonus episode for the week. However, there is a twist. This isn't exactly Brocal Therapy. This is the Nappy and Jay podcast. When I met them, I was like, these guys are super cool, super funny. Their energy is great, and I think you guys would really love them. So we decided to do an episode swap so you guys could hear an episode and a glimpse of what the Nappy and Jay podcast is like. And they're honestly super fucking funny. Like, I really do enjoy listening to their show. And actually, we do have a lot of common listeners. And so some of you guys already may know Nappy and Jay, but for those who don't know... I want you to know who they are because they're super funny. So please enjoy this episode and all of their links are down below. So go ahead. If you do like what you hear, go and subscribe, follow them on all their social media, DM them if you like them. Maybe you got a crush or something like shoot your shot. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't know. Do what you want. Do what you want with that. (laughs) But yes. And also keep me posted if you do like them. Like maybe we should do an episode with them you know like we live in different states but we can make things work okay love you guys bye enjoy peace and blessings bye hey there this is justin bartha i made a funny new podcast king of the egg cream it has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like lewis black i'm torn by my feelings for two women Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. How you doing, y'all? Welcome to Nappy and Jake. Gang, gang, motherfucker. Damn. 
Is it because of the hat? Yeah. yeah. You're in a new mood Dude, now? I feel like this is your like... Hood mood? I'm, I, I'm 100% in the hood mood. I oh. went from the douche mood to the hood mood. You're changing... It, your, your hats are changing your personality. It's the it's a rowdy Los Angeles got me going, bro. <laughs> Well, I'm excited for you. Thank you for being yes. hood today. Um, we got a great podcast. Uh, Jay's got a couple stories for us, which is amazing. We love that. You've had a little experience at your house. That's, yes. what, I, that's what I wrote down. He had an experience. I had I don't an know. experience. <laughs> it was definitely a hood one as it well. It was a hood experience? Yes. Okay, he's had a hood experience this week. And uh, he also watched a, a really interesting documentary. He wanted to share something with us, yes. right? Um, and then also, mind has been blown. I read this book, Attached. And let me tell you something. It, like you know, me and Jay used to shit on attachment styles. We yes. sat out here. Don't don't tell me about your fucking attachment yes. style. Like we don't. We're fuck men. that. That's, That's bullshit. That Psychology trash. <laughs> <laughs> but I cracked it open and ended up reading the whole thing in one night. Um, and I was just like, wow, this explains pretty much everything yeah, uh, when it comes to relationship. Although I do think it's a little bit biased in a sense. But we're gonna get to that. Um, Ooh. we're gonna be talking about all the attachment styles. We're gonna be talking about my previous relationship in it i'm sure yours yes. um and it's gonna be really good um outside of that maybe a couple different other stories i haven't had s i've only had sex twice since june 11th so bro you keep saying that oh it's just like a good stat that no, i keep no, bringing up you, you keep saying that like in other places and i'm thinking to myself i'm like for like an average maybe person who's single that's like a lot maybe two maybe that's what I'm saying. For you, I understand. August 28th. I, I, I'm not joking. I literally said that to my friend yesterday. We were at um, brunch. I went to like this brunch. And these are like my yeah. you know, jefe friends. So these are my club friends. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like six dudes. And I'm like, so yeah. fucking. I've only had sex twice. He said, you only had sex? You've only had sex twice? <laughs> <laughs> he like thought he was a, concerned. Yeah, it's like it's a huge deal. He was like, Is he, are you serious? Like, even the girl was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, is this really that wild? To like, that's think? what I'm trying to say. I feel like maybe you've been um, put in a perspective, thinking that this is like a wild thing. But like, dude, there's people that go years without having no, sex. No, I know, and that's what I'm saying. It's not wild. It's like normal what I'm doing, and it's like crazy though because you know, the people here just assume that everybody is just fucking all the time. Fucking. But I think it's kind of like high school bullshit where it's like, yeah, fuck, like. <laughs> oh, you don't think that they're really fucking? I think it's embellished. No, no, no they're fucking. No, no, no. They're fucking. I know. And the guys I'm with are very attractive dudes. So like, they're just they're, real, they're fucking. They're but definitely fucking. It's not. It's not. I don't think it's as wild as they probably perceive others. And they probably embellish their story. And I think hearing mine was like almost like a relief in a weird way to some of them. Like, they're oh, like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. If he's not fucking, then I'm good. Yeah, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? They're it's like, not right. that big of a deal. Right. You know, I don't have to brag about sleeping with an imaginary person. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> All right, let's get to the podcast. <laughs> They're like, yo, I can't. I, I feel can't. comfortable now. Yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't fuck five girls last week. <laughs> it was only really just um, jacking off to them. Yeah. Like, so, and that's the thing, too. I was like, I told them my number. And I was like, oh, I don't know. It's probably like, you know, 50 or something around there, like 40, 50. Honestly, it might be even a little bit more. Sometimes I don't really remember who I'm having sex with, to be honest. Um, it's all a blur. It's all a blur. No, it is. I don't remember half the people. You don't Hold remember on. half? I don't remember. I don't remember uh, three fourths. I don't three fourths. I don't literally. If you told me how is sex with this girl? Oh, as in like, I'm talking about the actual experience of sex. Oh, okay, okay. But you I, remember? I, will say I don't. I don't remember half. I don't remember half. 
I understand that. And maybe half, maybe like one third. I don't remember at all. Like you would have to be like, hey, remember when you fucked blank? And then I'd be like, oh yeah, I did fuck blank. Like I have a question. If you were had like a detective lineup, right? Mm -hmm. And they had like, oh, oh. like three hundred women on it, or like four hundred, five hundred women. That's different. Because if I saw their faces, you'd be like, okay, I, I did. I think fuck you would them. register. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although yeah. there's definitely a couple in there where, again, I just. That's what I'm saying. If I saw their face, I'd be like, whoa, I haven't seen you in eight years. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I've yeah. had sex with somebody 11 years ago. You yeah. know what I mean? That's not very recent. That's true. It's a very long time ago. That like, do you remember, true. like, what your teacher's names were from high school? Because I don't. Um, a couple, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're right. right. Oh, I know Mr. Starrett. Third grade, or shit, fucking, that was ninth grade English teacher, and we destroyed him. It was his first oh. year teaching ever in his life, and we literally fucked his shit up. That's good, James. His Put whole world resume. up, bro. I, you see, like, you're a bully. Yo, your girlfriend told you this. Sorry, I the girl you're dating. The girl, the girl you're dating told you you are a bully, it's, and you are. It's because of my, like, dude, it's the hood the hood in me. Uh, wait, what were we just saying, though? Um, experiences with sex we don't remember. Like, that's the thing, is that I don't, like, could you remember the actual experiences of those other people you've had sex with now? Like, your ex. The, I can remember, like, a couple times, like, like pictures Oh, pictures. I don't have Like, pictures. in my head. I don't have pictures. Like, I remember one time, and this is really suspect. This is really suspect. Just go ahead. This is so it's soft. A, it's a safe this space. Is, this is gang shit, though, yeah, bro. You're on, you're on your and, rowdy and, shit today. And But no, no, no. Like, that's what I'm saying. This is too soft for me, what I'm about to tell you. I mean, it's too soft. Okay, so. There's no such thing. There's one time, the first time I visited um, her home state in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were staying down like in a basement together, yeah. And like we had sex there, but I feel like that was the moment, like, like that was the first time I made love to somebody. I felt love in my heart. Jesus like I was. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Good lord! What does that mean? Like, explain to me. It was like you. you it was slow, sensual. Look her yeah, in the you eyes. You know, like how you're like your your like insides feel so whole. Yeah, Jay. Just it's just like your heart is bursting out of your chest. The butterflies. And you just like look at somebody and you're like, holy fuck, I really love them. You're gonna make me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I told you soft. <laughs> but yeah. Okay, so I'm happy the first thing that came to your mind was like sexual experiences I remember. The first time I made love to a woman. No, I like, guess that's good. Like that I definitely I feel like that I definitely also remember the first time I had sex with her. Cause to be honest, it was that was me losing my virginity, and it was an accident. I didn't mean to put my dick inside of her. It slipped. That it's, happened to me, too. I fell down. It slipped in the hole. Right. Because, what? okay, what was happening for, like, two weeks prior to us having sex, like, I was teasing her. Like, I was just, like, putting it on the outside, just being like... What? Bro, this is, I mean, I was yeah, a kid. I didn't know true. what I was doing. We're doing weird shit at yeah, that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking shit, and, like, it took me, like, three months to have sex with my first girl. Yeah, but I was just, like, doing that one night, and she was just, like, she said she wanted it, and then I was, like, nope, you're not getting it, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> And then, and then, and then it just, it was just so wet, and it just slipped in. 
Right. That's how it happened. And I was and, okay. What happened was it slipped in halfway, and then I was like, "Fuck!" Like in my head, <laughs> in my head, in my head, I was like, "Fuck!" Now I'm not a virgin anymore. Now I just gotta go with it. That's true. Because like, how it happened. I took so much pride in my virginity that yeah, like me too. When I lost it, I was a little, I was a little sad in the moment. Right. It's like they took your identity. It, she stole your identity. I felt with, that way. That's how women do it. They, that, they take your identity with their coochie. That, that's what I'm saying. That's why, like, I, it just it definitely hurt because I wanted to be like a cool kid who was a virgin. Right. And now you're just a cool kid. Now, no, now I'm not a cool kid. No, that's what I'm saying. I was a cool kid because I was a virgin. Right. And, and now, now I'm not time. a cool kid. Imagine if I was a virgin right now. I'd be so sick. Yeah, you'd be really cool. I'd be way cooler you'd than right a, now. No, 100%. A hood kid with a fucking <laughs> who's a virgin, bro. Where you hear about that? I I think I lost mine. I pretty much yeah, I like to say I like to tell the girl that she like yeah, took mine too, like took my virginity. That's what I'm saying. I always like to make the joke that she like assaulted me. Well, didn't she get on top of you? That's what I'm saying. So like you didn't know what you were doing? That's what I'm I, I I'm not joking. I came in a minute and a half. I think I came super quick. A minute and a half. Because like Pops. at that time I was like, okay, like, well, this is this is going. I, I think I probably did like 15 ins and outs. Nice. Came in a not <laughs> came in a came in a all the juices. And, and go ahead. Yeah, no, she and then like right after I was like, I love you. Oh no. Oh, it's like okay. a, it's like a, that's a virgin thing to do. Well, no, the the problem was that I always said that I didn't want to lose my virginity to somebody that I wasn't in love with, so I had to make it in my head that okay, I loved. But her. you did love her. I, well, you I, made I, love to her eventually. Yeah. How long ago was it from the time you lost virginity to the time in the basement? I mean, it was eight months, seven months. So the whole time you weren't making love. No, I, I I feel like I was, but like it's different. Like I feel like that moment was probably Did she finish at that same time? Or was it it wasn't really like that? No, it was. But I feel like there was something different that time. I understand what you're saying. No, th that does happen. Yeah, does yeah, happen. yeah, yeah, yeah. But usually that happens for me. It's like when I have those aha moments with people and sex, I remember there's three people three times where i had that moment mm -hmm. where exactly what you're talking mm -hmm. about one time was in the shower upstairs when i was having sex with the one girl and maybe it was weird actually she was on top again but i was sitting down but it was kind that of the same thing it was like i hadn't seen her for a long time and it was like i miss you sex mm -hmm. so it was really like it was intense because yes. I, I haven't seen her for a really long time and they both came at the same time and it was like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. yeah I think I I have never done that. I usually will like Whoa. have them do it, and then I, I I've never because maybe I should try it. You should, you should, a hundred and ten percent. I'm not joking. That's like probably the coolest thing you can get during sex. Shit, that's just the most intense because for them it's going to be very intense, but for you too, the fucking orgasm on both sides just is amazing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the same thing happened to and you know what's funny? Oh, I actually have a little story about this. So I had another moment like that with a girl on the couch and this was the girl prior to 28. We never actually dated, but it was one of those things where I actually, I was in this same moment. I kind of was where it's like, I'm not looking for a relationship. And I told her that from the jump 
So we ended up hanging out a lot, and then I ended up really liking her, but then she ended up going to Cabo, and yes. then I did the whole thing. But anyways, there was a time on my couch, and I actually I think I brought this up on an old podcast before, because remember, remember I texted her four months later, and I said, remember that time on my couch? And then she's like, I have a boyfriend, didn't you know that? And I was oh. like, no. I was oh. like, again, I don't, I don't creep. But anyways, so the, we had the same moment, came at the same time, and it was like really just like crazy. crazy. So anyways... Speaking of the boyfriend situation, so I was driving um, our assistant to her job the other day, and I make a U-turn. I'm about to leave. I'm by Takaya, right? I turn around. She's sitting on his lap on the outside balcony area. I, I see her to look. I see her see me in my car as I'm driving by, and she just, like, gives me a look, and I gave her one of these. I gave her a... I gave her like a, yeah, a, yeah, a yeah. two finger two like finger hello high. like hi oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> and she just immediately just like looked away and just like oh, looked like startled. Oh, she didn't like that. She didn't know. She didn't like that. I honestly, I'd be curious to see if I can get her in a conversation. I don't want to ruin her relationship. She looks like she's in a loving relationship, honestly. So maybe that was a douche move on my part. No. Yeah, based on bit. the stories that like our our friend has with her. And, like, I feel like I've seen her with this guy. It looks like they are in love. Yeah, it looks like they're in love. It looks like, like, almost like marriage. I, here's my thing. And, and, and listen. and Social media is a lie. Well, that, number one. I'm not saying that. Oh, I think that they have a great relationship because uh, if we want to get into attachment styles later, I think he's secure and I'm avoidant. Okay, okay. So I think he's, I think she is what she she needs yeah because she is also um anxious okay as probably secure anxious yes and she needs somebody that's a little bit more like that okay but i i feel like i'm still like that toxic dick yes yes that like you know what i'm saying it's like nice guy toxic dick moment oh it's does like, that make sense yeah 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 she likes the toxic dick i think every girl likes a toxic dick but they know that like that's not the relationship like yes. you can't have a real relationship with that but the dick is good. But the dick is good. So that's so the that, hard part. I mean, I don't know if his dick is good or not. I'm not. I don't really know. You're saying his dick is bad. I'm not. <laughs> is that is that what I'm hearing right now? I'm not saying that. I'm but, not but, saying but that. But probably his dick no, is no. bad. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he seems like a very nice. Honestly, if I I feel like if I had known him personally, I would really like him. And you might think like his really dick cool is better dude. than it, than it is. It's pretty. No, it is. It's probably. That's what I'm saying. They probably got a great relationship. But I just like to think that like I don't know. I just felt like your dick is better. No, no. <laughs> okay, so it's not about the. It's dick. It's not about the dick. It's about the the personality. Okay. I think that I have more of an edgy personality than, than him. Him. Yeah. And I think like. In a weird way, like, okay, he's loaded as fuck. He's got a Lambo. Well, okay, then that's a win. No, no, that's what I'm saying. She's he, winning. She's doing good. She's fine. Like, like PJs and shit. She's good. Fuck, bro. But at the same time, that's what I'm saying. That's why, why I think she's good. You like me. No, 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 no. Wait, what? I don't know, bro. What did you say? I just sometimes wish that, like, some fucking rich person would like me, bro. Wait. <laughs> that's not how it works, Jay. You gotta be a girl. You gotta be a hot girl. Unless you, unless I find, like, a MILF again. Yeah, but, but. I don't think you're going to be satisfied with that. For I really a while. I, no, dude, you wouldn't. I'm looking at it. I'm looking at it short term for this the long like three term. three podcasts in a row you've gone after gilfs, mills, anybody with money. Dude, because that's how I view it. I'm like, yo, use people. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
long story short, <laughs> yes. I'm pretty much just trying to say that. You so know, what happened? You think that she didn't like no, the fact that I, she saw you? But my point is, is I want to get into a conversation with her again because I want to show her there's personality again. So you want her to be like, oh, fuck, I fucked up. No, I don't want her to kind think of, that. Kind of. No, no, you're like, no. You want I, her to like look I at you. I know who I am, and I know that I'm not good for her, so I don't want to infect her. Yes. But it's fun to poison people sometimes. Yes. To Does make that make them, sense? To make them question and be like, well, this guy's not that fun. Exactly. Yes. Like, that's what I want her to feel. I'd be like, damn, like, this is cool. My relationship is dope, right? Like, I'm taking care of her life, but... Bro, that's not good. But... That's not good. Maybe he's not that fun. No, that's not but good. But maybe he is. What if but he, maybe is, he is, though? Maybe he is. What if he is? <laughs> what if he is? He's probably really fun. I mean, he could do a lot of fun things with money. Listen, all I'm going to say is, we got her number the same night. Oh, so... He so they they became they started dating after you. I thought you said that correct. For some reason, when I when we were like talking about her back in the day, I thought she that was her ex. And no. then, oh, okay. When I initially started talking to her, though, she Did, was talking to another guy. Yes, she was. Yes, and then because she we hung out one time, and then she kind of ghosted me. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, whenever and this is what we talked about. When a girl ghosts, it's usually they're talking somebody to else. somebody else. Yes. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to wait. Mm -hmm. Eventually, because that's what happens. If you're asking me or you're open to other things happening, sometimes as a girl, you just have that period where if you're if you're doing such shit out there like that or you're getting guys' numbers, but like you're still fucking with somebody, that means that that guy is probably treating you like shit and it's only a matter of time before that thing breaks down and then you truly go after yeah. somebody else. But women got to break away from that old shitty relationship first before they can give another guy a chance. Yes. So that's what happened started hanging out with me i told her i don't want a relationship this is what it was so i really caused a lot of friction because I, we were just hanging out having a really good time and i was pretty much just shutting down the idea of being in a relationship with her and then she like pretty much played the field you know what i mean i think started talking to him at the same time as me okay we hung out a couple days in a row. It was cool, but then she was acting all weird, and then she was still dealing with the toxic ex, actually. That's not so, him. Okay, so the toxic ex isn't him. No. Oh, okay. That's no. where I was confused. I thought it was him. That's what I'm saying. She's, uh, she's, she's, she's fumbling all these bags. Yeah. But anyways, again, she's dealing with a lot of guys that are probably avoidant. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then I think she went on this trip, hung out with him. I think this guy like, pays Paid. for everything. And I'm not saying he's a bad guy. He seems like a really chill dude. Like, I, honestly, he reads a lot of the same books I read. Oh, oh, oh. Um, very smart. Very, like, again, he made a really big business, and he's really rich. So I, I'm sure he's a very smart, really nice dude. And, and don't get me wrong. Like, that's what I'm saying. I don't want to judge a book by its cover. I'm not saying he's not dope. Like, he's a cool dude. To be but honest, I, I, I just have the edge that like, I feel like I don't meet a lot of people with my personality, so I don't assume that somebody's personality is, better. is, is more fun. That's, that's a good... Is that fair? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, that's just confidence in your own self. Correct. <clears throat> Fuck these hoes. That's all I'm gonna say. That's it. So, but <laughs> but I do think it's kind of fucked if you're trying to get her to like look at your personality no. and be like, "Yo, I'm better, bro." That, is that fucked up? Is no, that, no, no, no. I'm not. But I'm not though. Like, you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not reaching out to her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just no. more or less. I saw her in the moment, and what I'm gonna do is, if I see an ex or somebody in the moment, I'm gonna I'm gonna wink. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna wink. let them know. I, yo, I be doing that a lot in the car. Winking. I'm a big. I was I was on FaceTime um, with my friend the other day. I was driving, and this car next to me, I got into a puddle. There was water, giant water puddle. I'm 
there's car on my left and I'm on the right side. You know how like the curb, like the curb side, that's where the puddle is when there's yes, a flood? Yes. And I you, drive on the right side and I fucking smash this whole puddle with my yes. car. The girl and her boyfriend are in the car to my left, right? Like that I'm passing. Understand what I'm saying? Two lane street. We're yes. both going the same direction, yes. straight. But I, I'm confused if the puddle is on this curb. The puddle doesn't concern their car. Okay. But the girl was like, Oh my god! Because it like it was just like a big wave, and she yeah. saw. They, she thought I was gonna go underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I turn and look at her. Wink. You're like I'm surfing. Calm, yes, calmly wink at her. Boyfriend's in the. Oh, <laughs> badass. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were gonna have that reaction. Because the girl on the phone was like, what? "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> <laughs> what, what what was the girl on the phone when you talking to her like not like that i mean we've hooked up before yeah but yeah like, yeah i i like she we're just friends she, was just she like, knows yeah 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 but at the same time it's like yeah <laughs> she's just like you just wink at someone <laughs> i was like yeah i was like the girl's looking at me yeah i was like my first reaction in the car is like if some girls look at me in a car wink. i'm going to wink wink is that weird? I, I I don't I don't know. People don't use that uh, facial gesture anymore. They don't know it's so low key, but it's sick. If you could wink correctly, yeah. If you're a good winker, I'm not a good winker. I'm like, no. <laughs> I look like a fucking mentally challenged kid having Tourette's. I don't know, bro. I'm like twitching and yeah, shit. Just, he sees a puddle. Yeah, I see like, a girl. I, I'm like, she's in the car. I'm like. <laughs> She's like, dude, there's something wrong. With that <laughs> Someone needs to save that kid's life. <laughs> I don't think he should be driving right now. <laughs> so I have all these little sus moments. I'm, I'm literally, my life is a movie. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah, I'm yeah, living yeah, my yeah. life. There Main character energy. There you go. I just, I, I don't even know what the point of those stories were. No, to be honest, it was just to so show that like your dick is better than the other guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the the moral. Of this All right, whole there you story, go. Right? So you're here first. Yeah, um, we've yeah. got good dick over here. <laughs> yeah. and don't drive next to me. Exactly. I'm gonna make you feel uncomfortable. All right, tell us about the experience you had at your house. All right, so basically, I need to set up the scene on like where I live and like how this works. So I live on like the first floor of like my apartment complex i guess it's not really a complex but because all of the apartments are on the first floor it's but not connected your building's not connected to another building is it is no it by itself yeah it's one it's, it's one not, how's that an apartment isn't it like there's a like mo multiple apartments in it no it's like mo it's a community but what, it's yeah what what it used to be was uh apparently a dentist's office oh so it used to be like way, way, way back in the day, a dentist's office, which is a little strange, but regardless. And also, I don't live in a good neighborhood. Anyways, oh. this is just laying down the groundwork. Yeah, yeah, you're from the hood. I, 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 I like to be in um, bad places to make myself feel grounded to the world. I understand. You know, like I, I like to see like people doing dirty shit. Yes. And it makes me feel like, yo, I'm that cool. Right. You know, like hood the, like we, that. We both have a unique way of making our, ourselves feel good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jay's just like, I'm just going to live in shit because yeah. I just want to feel like. I want to feel like, I want to feel like I came from the trenches, yeah. you know? <laughs> so anyways, um, basically I live on the first floor yeah. and my like living room has a window and it's like one of the, like. I have multiple windows, but this is, like, the one that I would open up mostly, and, like, my TV is kind of, like, right in front of it. Mm. But it's also connecting to a hallway 
um, where people could walk past. Mm. But people don't walk past my my window ever because of the fact that um, I I live at the end of a hall. So mm. like, there's no reason to be coming towards my window at all. So if I I felt like if anybody ever walks by my window, there's some fucking shit going down. Oh oh. Because there's no reason to walk towards my window. Yeah 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 yeah. Other than you trying to do some weird shit. Right. Unless you're trying to break in. Yeah, that's how I felt. Were you wearing the rowdy hat at this point? No, okay. I was not. I was I was actually just talking to the girl that I was dating. Right. Mm. And like to set this up too is that like. Even though I do live in like the hood and shit like that, and mm. like I I I, the hood. I, I Arcadia, fuck, I fuck with those vibes, yeah, right. Um, I feel like I'm a pussy. Like, <laughs> like I view myself as a pussy when I think about like, like confrontation, like a physical thing. I don't think that I'm like a person who's gonna fight anybody. This is just like what my like mind on the everyday basis is thinking about who I am, right? Gotcha. So, um. Anyways, like, we were just talking in the living room, and then all of a sudden, I see, like, this guy, like, fucking walk, like, by the window and, like, kind of look in. And I'm, like, and, like, Uh immediately, apparently, I, like, completely changed. And, like, to be honest, I wasn't even thinking what I was doing. But, like, I just started, like, screaming at the guy, like, what the fuck are you doing here? And then, like, I immediately just, like, he, like, starts walking away. I immediately walk out, like, and, like, chase after him and start yelling at him to not come back. Like, crazy shit. And the girl I'm dating was, like, she's, like, I've never, like, in my life even thought you would be like that. And I never even, like, she said your whole voice completely changed to a voice that I've never even heard before. Oh, I bet. And I was, I bet. and I was like, "Yo, I don't even know what that was either." I honestly, I could see it now. I've never seen you really in that moment either, but I know it's inside of you. I was thinking that when you were when you were saying this because I I do feel the same way. I'm not a very confrontational person, but the you know, I had something happen in my house, similar vibe. Like, yeah. if I have a girl there, yeah, I feel like it changes everything, bro. This has happened to me three times in my life where this like. Like it's it's weird because like again when when you always thought of like fight or flight I always thought I'm a flight person I don't think that I'm a fight person but what I'm realizing is that in these moments I do like confront shit like it, it's something it's- that takes over me it's not something that like I even think about or I don't like I didn't know what I was doing until after the fact I was like holy yeah. fuck what that what just happened you know I think it's kind of one of those things where we're like we're like scaredy cats yeah like. You know, on the whole, if we are in a big room, we'll run away. Yes, right? If yes. we got space to do something else that yes. isn't fight, yes. we're not going to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you put us in a corner yeah. and we got no choice, <laughs> yes. that's it's, different. Yeah. And, so, like, the other times it happened was, like, one time it was, like, my senior year at at, uh, at school. And I know my sister came over and we were walking home from a bar and, like, mm this creepy like homeless guy like came up kind of behind us and I just started screaming at him to like fucking back the fuck away. And my sister was also like, what the fuck? Yeah. And then that also happened to me one time. I remember also when we were at school, a homeless guy like came up to me when I was walking home from the library at like 3 a.m. And I was already on edge because it's like 3 a.m. Nobody's there. And like, Mm. you're just kind of like, observing and this guy like comes up like quick and i just like start yelling at him and like these what moments the good yeah exactly something like that what you looking at yeah 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 just it's to 3 like, just like confront somebody just to i guess like i scare them off i don't know what i'm doing but i realize that 
like i guess like she was like yo that was some big dick energy i was gonna say she i, I literally i was honestly the first thing i just thought Ooh. of too i was like man she probably wanted to fuck the shit out of you right there dude i felt like 100 percent. like she was like because the thing is i knew that she never thought of me that way either because yes. i'm not I, I don't come across that way to anybody i feel like you don't really see that out of me until i guess the moments happen yeah. right so she, I, because I know that she would say like little comments like before about like things like that. Like she didn't think that I was like, and her dad's a cop, so he's very much so like that. So I felt like she was like, maybe not concerned, but had like opinions of me not being necessarily in like confrontational in that aspect. And maybe again, like I said, I view myself as a pussy, so I can imagine that she probably was thinking those vibes. And then she like she was like that was completely like different. I love that yeah I really yeah. do love honestly but it's kind of sick when those like moments do happen you're put in those situations and then your girl gets to see you doing that like I feel like yeah like a different level of respect is then gained a hundred percent I feel like it's it's kind of it's kind of weird or, or shitty because we're not those types of people and I don't know I feel like there are, like girls do find those little moments very attractive like yes. those like masculine man i feel like it's unattractive when you're doing it excessively yeah yeah yeah. i feel yeah. like again when it's warranted and you do it that's the perfect situation. exactly exactly and the thing is i ended up feeling bad because it was just a homeless guy and there is a door oh, nice, there right? is there there is a door right by my window but that door is always locked and nobody mm. can get out of or enter from so like he was just trying to go out that door. Like I, it's not like he looked in our window until I started saying something. Like I saw him walk by and I started yelling immediately. Oh. Again, it's not something oh. like I wasn't controlling. I wasn't out of out of control. Like I didn't have. I, I the thing is, I had already like viewed like that situation in my head so many times because I was like, okay, if somebody comes to that window, then it's like go time. Like I've already like, cause I'm sitting at this window and again, it's in the corner. That's of gotta like, be a high thought for sure. Yeah. I, smoking weed, looking at that window thinking, man, if someone comes over there, hundred percent, I'm going to have to kill them. I'm going to have to do, cause I was like, I was like, there's <laughs> not the much murder. like we could do in that situation. If somebody just yeah. like comes through that window. So like, I don't know. I already had that in my, like, pattern and as soon as i see somebody walk past it i was like oh shit it's over it's fucking it's about to it's about to go down yeah bro. you don't want the fucking yeah jay yeah, rath yeah. but then like when i yelled at him outside he was just like oh i was just trying to go out that door i was like yeah well people live here don't come over here what? i literally <laughs> said that what? i was like what well, are you fucking live i was here. like i was like what are you even doing over here get a home well that's i was just confused i was like what you, and then dude that's why i felt bad because like i was thinking to myself i was like bro like i now have it like a new like found empathy to like homeless people and like drug addicts from the job i have now yeah. and i was like bro like he probably wasn't even trying to like do anything and i just like yelled at him Jay. yeah said, get a job I, I did out of my that. neighborhood. I, I, I did kind of say that. If I see that. you here again, I was like, I was like, I was like, don't come back. That's what I basically said. I said, don't come back. Don't come back to this turf ever again. Yeah. If I put my rowdy hat on, Yo, you don't want to see that. You don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> you don't know what's gonna happen. Let's just say gang shit. <laughs> this is why I live in this neighborhood. Yeah, yeah, Test yeah, me. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So let's talk about um, attachment styles. So. At the beginning of the podcast, we discussed that, you know, for a very long time, we were shitting on attachment styles. 
I have to. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm honestly point blank. Like I think that if you go back in podcasts, we've definitely said, "Yo, that shit is bullshit." It, and 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 that's the thing. You know, it's very tough thing because I know reading after reading this book, attached that there is a lot of truth to the attachment styles, and I completely understand a lot of where people are coming from. But the problem I think I still find, and and we'll kind of get into this is. It explains a lot, but at the same time, it still leaves a lot of room for complexities. And I think that's still the issue that you're going to generally have with attachment styles is, again, it's not always one size fits all with everything. It's not, not, not nothing's ever this black and white. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So let's talk about the three attachment styles that they talk about. Um, people talk about there are more than three, but that's like if you're diving deeper into the attachment styles yeah. themselves. Um, but there's three main attachment styles. There's the secure attachment style, the anxious, and the avoidant. So, um, I guess I could tell you which each one is. Yeah, do you want to know, like... Yeah, my question is, do you think that uh, one are, is better than the others, or do you think they're yes. all... Yes. Oh, you really do think that. Well, I don't think that, but that's what they think in this book. Oh, I mean, the, it, it is, it is, so, it is. Secure is the best. So the You want to be a secure attached style, and you could, you could work to get to that place. Okay. So um, here are the three uh, attachment styles. I'll just kind of go through each one and like yeah. kind of exactly like it, it pretty much it gives you the three definitions for each. Okay. All right. And then you can kind of assume or understand which one you think you are. Let's start with anxious. You love to be very close to your romantic partners and have the capacity for great intimacy. You often fear, however, that your partner does not wish to be as close as you would like him or her to be. Relationships tend to consume a large part of your emotional energy. You tend to be very sensitive to small fluctuations in your partner's moods and actions, and although your senses are often accurate, you take your partner's behaviors too personally. You experience a lot of negative emotions within the relationship and get ups easily upset. As a result, you tend to act out and say things you later regret. If the other person provides a lot of security and reassurance, however, you are able to shed much of your preoccupation and feel content. It's interesting. I feel like I date a lot of anxious styles. Yes, you do. Because most girls, that's what I'm saying. When, when I read this out loud, every 99% <laughs> of girls are like, me! You know what I mean? Because that's, that's what I'm saying. The problem with this book is, and in my opinion is, uh, most girls fall into anxious, and most yeah. guys fall into avoidant. Oh, wow. So, so you think it's you think it's it's just inherent in... No, 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 no. Because because oh. I'll also tell you the percentage of Americans. Oh, okay, okay. So let's go through the rest of them, and then I'll tell you the percentages. So secure. Being warm and loving in a relationship comes naturally to you. You enjoy being intimate without becoming overly worried about your relationships. You take things in stride when it comes to romance and don't get easily upset over uh, relationship matters. You effectively communicate your needs and feelings to your partner and are strong at reading your partner's emotional cues and responding to them. You share your successes and problems with your mate and are able to be there for him or her in times of need. Pretty straightforward. Yeah. Secure is like... Again, the place that yeah. most people want to be, right? Yeah. You're not too much. You're not too little. You're there for your partner when they need you. Yeah. You're not afraid to communicate effectively. Again. I don't think I'm very, like, it's weird because an anxious, uh, well, why don't Let's you, go to avoid yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you, you read them before I So say avoidance is the last one. It is very important for you to maintain your independence and self-sufficiency, and you often prefer autonomy to intimate relationships. Even though you do want to be close to others, you feel uncomfortable with too much closeness and tend to keep your partner at arm's length. You don't spend much time worrying about your romantic relationships or being rejected. 
You tend not to open up to your partners and they often complain that you are emotionally distant. In relationships, you are often on high alert for any signs of control or impingement on your territory by your partner. Mm. Avoidant. So, and this is what they say. Um, they're the, this is the percentages, right? All people in our society, whether they have just started dating someone or have been married for 40 years, fall into these categories. Or more rarely into a combination of the last two, anxious and avoidant. You could be anxious and avoidant. So just over 50% are secure. So half of oh, the, U uh, the U.S. is secure. And 20% are anxious, 25% are avoidant, and the remaining percentage is the combinations of anxious and avoidant. Okay. I feel like the problem with me is that I don't do well with a anxious because I'm not very good at reassuring. And so that's avoidant, right? A little bit. What do you mean? Yes. Like I'm not good at, at giving reassurance, I guess, to a partner, but also like, but I feel like you I are secure. secure. Yes. But I it, think when you describe it, you are secure because you're not, but you're, you're but not, with an anxious partner, it, I'm not one to go out of my way to be like, yo, I really fuck with you and I'm going to care about you and all this. Like, it's not like something I like verbally say. I'm really actually bad. I feel like at giving reassurance in the, those aspects. So effectively communicating, you feel like you're yes. not good yeah. at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like, because to me, like, especially with an anxious style, I feel like they can view something as me not like, caring about them and they they need that reassurance like at a constant basis yes and i'm not one to give that reassurance i just like live and i in my head i'm like everything's okay like i have no problems but like i'm not telling them that because i don't think about telling them that well when they ask you do you love me what do you say yeah there you go you're giving them reassurance yeah, but like that, I feel like the you're thing giving is, them the, the space for a relationship, right? You're telling them you're not being with anybody else. If they ask you where you are, you're probably gonna be like, I'm here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I feel like you do in some ways. It's like, but I have had that criticism like from multiple partners that I am not very good uh, verbally um, showing that like I still care. Yes. Well, yeah, because I think that you do it via your actions and you don't necessarily... Because I, I, I think that you have some avoidant um, traits yeah. in you. Yeah, I, I really It's do. just like, I don't... I, it's not, it's yeah. not something that, like, I think about. Like, another thing I do, too, is, like, sometimes I'll, like, start, like, uh, little fights that don't really matter to me. And mm. I'm just, like, fucking around. And then, like, for them, it, like, really affects them. But then, like, the next day, I don't even think about it or even realize that I, like, did that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I care about you a lot. Like, I don't know why, like, you, you don't think that. And it's probably because the conversation the day before was me just, like, What were you saying? Them. Oh, well, you're, but again, you're, you're making a joke. But again, when they confront you about it. Yeah. Are you effectively saying, you're not. You're not keeping her at arm's length. No, no, no. But that's what I'm saying is that sometimes I will, like, have conversations like that just to, I guess, rile them up. Got you. you I mean, I think this is just the way – I think this is just your personality. I don't yeah. know if this is necessarily related to your attachment style. But I feel bad, though, because I feel like I can't do good with anxious people because that, that like, my personality might not, like, be cohesive with them because they need that reassurance all the time. And for some reason, I only date this anxious personality type. Is the girl you're dating anxious or secure? 
I feel like she's 100% anxious. She's just like that. Like, that's what I'm saying. The girls I date, bro, are just have this anxiety. But again, maybe that's it's just I'm, girls. I'm general. just saying, bro. That's what I'm saying. I read this book and then I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like every single one I've encountered, we've had this problem. So I'm like, is it, you know what I mean? It's weird. I don't know. So, but here's the other thing too. It's like, they talk about, okay, so a couple things. So if you're an anxious person, and this is what this book is really about. I think this book is really like speaking really directly more to this uh, anxious attachment style. Okay. Because what it wants to tell them is your intimacy needs are okay. It's okay. We have this idea in our society, um, like a common dating advice is that like you need to be unavailable. And if you're too available, like you're being too much or whatever. But 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 they don't realize that like if you're an, an anxious person and you need that type of intimacy, it's not wrong to want that. It's not wrong to feel that way. It's not wrong to depend on somebody else. Yes. And I think that we we've expressed that. And I know that there's this dating culture to act like you don't want that. And it's not that you you should act like uh, you don't want that. It's just you should react to disrespect. That's what it comes down to. Yes. You react to how others treat you. It's not it's not about trying to act like you don't really care that much. It's acting like you don't care that much when the other person doesn't care that much. Yeah. That's what but, it comes down also, to. But also too they're saying if you if you encounter somebody like this just walk away. You're yeah. yeah you're, it's not, over. you're not gonna right. And that's what they're pretty much just saying is don't let people make you feel guilty for acting needy or dependent. Don't be ashamed of feeling incomplete when you're not in a relationship. Like we, you know what I mean? People like are like, oh, you know, if you can't be self-sufficient, you're fucked. But mm-hmm. like, to be honest, that's some that's how some people just are. Mm-hmm. You know, some people need a relationship. They and, and they're in, the, in this book, they're saying, accept that. Accept mm. that about yourself. Accept the fact that you are dependent or, or this this idea of being too codependent on someone is wrong. But they're saying, Fuck that. Like, you can be that way. You know what I mean? And then when you're dating people, assess people that way. Assess people say, oh, you know what I mean? It's like, if they aren't giving me that security and, like, that, hey, everything's going to be okay, give you all that, then you're you're with the wrong person. So I'm getting the vibe that, like, secure is, like, the best one to be. Everybody feels sorry for the anxious person and fuck the avoidant. Yes. Is that kind of what the book says? Yes. And, And that's the thing, too. It's like, they talk about how the problem is in our society is so they call it the anxious avoidant trap the problem is the anxious people are attracted to the avoidant people because they um reaffirm each other's beliefs so for instance each reaffirms so the the anxious and avoidant reaffirms each other's beliefs about themselves about the relationship the avoidance defensive self-perception that they are strong and independent is confirmed as is the belief that the others want to pull them into more closeness than they are comfortable with. So meaning like, oh, I must be dope as fuck or I am doing good on my own and I can do mm-hmm. it on my own because this person wants to be with Ooh. me so fucking bad. You understand what I'm saying? The anxious um, ties find that their perception of wanting more intimacy than their partner can provide is confirmed. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it's like anxious is like, well... I'm really trying really hard for their love and I need it more and I need it more because yeah. they're just going away and this is every fucking relationship, is yes. it not? You yes. know what I mean? Yes. That's what I'm saying. So it, it's it's fucked because they pretty much just say how anxious people need to go after secure people, but the problem is anxious people, a.k.a. girls, don't go after secure guys because it's not as exhilarating. It's yeah. not as fun. You're not getting this like roller coaster effect. And that's what they say is like... Um, 
And I want to talk about the Phantom X with the avoid him and Tashin style because we're going to, it's just like good to talk about with the fucking Miami situation. Yes. Um, so, we'll, so you are, you're, you're saying you're avoidant. 100%. So then what does it say about fixing being an avoidant person? You like, also need to be with somebody that's secure. So everybody just needs to be with yeah, secure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You really want to end up ultimately with somebody with secure because you can't be with somebody that is going to be too much or that needs that high level of intimacy, mm. that neediness, that dependentness on us because you know that when that happens, you are going to push them away. Mm. You need somebody that's secure that could just like give you your yeah. space in a way. Why doesn't the secure person need a secure person? Like, yes, yeah, secure with secure is obviously the best. But see, that's what they also say too. It's funny is that so in the dating pool, right? Um, the problem is, you, so we mentioned earlier that it's 50% secure, yeah. right? And there's only 25%. The problem is all secure people are in relationships. The most of the people that are in the dating pool are avoidant. Oh. So that's the problem is as an anxious person, you're going to encounter way more avoidant people than you are secure people because secure people are usually in long relationships. Think oh. about this. How many times are you available on the market, Jay? Yeah, what long. four months? Yeah, <laughs> in your in your last twelve years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard to find a secure person because you guys are comfortable. Yeah, being with yeah people. somebody, right? So that's why a lot of people. And that's what they're saying is that you're going to encounter all these people again. Look at me, who's in the dating pool all the time. Yeah, the avoidant so, guy. Now that you know you're avoidant, right? What do you think about that? So okay, and now that's that's the issue is. You have to understand that if you're with somebody anxious, you're in a trap because you're never going to satisfy their full intimacy needs and they're never going to satisfy yours. So I need to understand about myself. I can't be with somebody that's too much. Yeah. I can't be with somebody that's going to yeah. be all up in my grill and not secure in their relationship yes. with themselves and who they are yes. because I, it's going to drive me. It's going to push us away and it's going to make us fight and do all this crazy shit. A hundred percent. Because, yeah, I feel like it can get annoying to a point where somebody needs that reassurance all the time from you. Right. Well, for me, that's that's what I'm saying. It does get annoying for me when I have, like, an anxious, like, partner because I'm like, bro, like, I hate just, like, being chill, chilling and somebody asking me, like, yo, what's wrong with you? I'm like, bro, nothing is wrong right now. Don't be afraid. Yeah. Like, I don't know what I did to make you feel like I don't care or make you feel like I'm going to run away from the situation, but I'm not going to. And that's the thing is, like, the intimacy styles, like, come from, like, yeah, it's a little bit, like, back when you were, like, a baby, whatever. But it, the, the whole beginning of the book is really talking about how, like, it's like the way that you are with your your mother. It's like you need your mother there the whole time. If you're this anxious person, like you will only be okay if you have your support system. Mm. Secure people are okay without their support system or with, you know what I mean? Just a healthy amount. Avoidance, like I don't really even need that. Like mm. I just want to be on my own. I'm going to be okay. I don't need somebody else to like be in my space, be yes. in my area, if that makes sense. It when we were talking about attachment styles, though, like ba way back in the day, I, and I was looking it up, and I did a test or whatever, and it it, it had like a multiple, and I, yep. I forgot what it was. But like what I realized answering the questions is that I feel like I am I am like different depending on my relationships with people. In a relationship, maybe I am secure, but I feel like in like friendships or work things, I feel like I am actually avoidant. Right. You don't need that closeness yes between you and other people yes. you don't care you're self-sufficient you're you don't want that type of intimacy with other people yes and, and see so so here's the thing 
Uh, this is the anxious avoidant trap. That's what okay. they call it. And, and it's going to bring up a point about, um, remember how you said that the entire conversation that me and Miami had is just about the relationship? Yes. This addresses it. So when couples disagree about the degree of closeness closeness and intimacy desired in a relationship, the issue eventually threatens to dominate all of their dialogue. Mm. We call this situation the anxious avoidant trap because like a trap, you fall into it with no awareness and like a trap, once you're caught, it's hard to break free. Because that's the thing is that like, again, you're, you're in this cycle of wanting more security, going to that person and the more security that you want as an anxious person, the more that the avoidant person's like, get the fuck away yeah. from me. You're doing too much. Like, yeah. stop, stop. And think about what happened towards this situation yeah. with me right she's trying so hard let me fly there let me be there i want to i love you yeah. i need all this intimacy from you and i'm not giving it to you and the more she does that to me i'm like get out yes, like i can't away. be with you right and then you fucking just push them away and finally you're just like and then poof. you you push them away though and then does the avoidant also crave some attention after after they leave it is that yes. what happens so oh my god where is this okay so now this is where it's fucking hysterical <laughs> because this is where I'm like, I got to this part and I was like, damn, I was like, this shit's really, <laughs> I was like, this shit's really attachment like styles fucking, are real, bro. Yes. Yes. Um, so, okay. Um, so, okay. This avoidant thing, um, you, you're, this is the problem with the avoidant. You're longing for the phantom X and you're looking for the quote unquote, the one. Um, these are, and this is for the avoidant people. These are the two trickiest tools that you may be using to shortchange yourself in love. You convince yourself that you have a true longing for someone from your past or that the right person is just around the corner oh, and shit. you could, and you can easily undermine yourself in love. Embracing the notion of this perfect partner is one of the most powerful tools as an avoidant can use to keep somebody else at bay. It allows you to believe that everything is fine with you and that the person you're with is now the problem. He or she is just not good enough. In addition to creating distance between you and your partner, it could also confuse him or her. When your partner hears how you miss your ex or how you long for the perfect soulmate, it leads him or her to believe that you're craving true closeness and intimacy when in fact you're driving it away. Holy fuck, bro. I'm telling her you're not the right one. You're not the right one. Bro. You know, the right one's just coming along, right? And then this is the, the, the phantom X. This one's great. Holy shit. One of the consequences of devaluing your romantic relationships is that you often wake up long after a relationship has gone stale having forgotten all the negative things that annoyed you about your partner, wondering what went wrong, and reminiscing longingly about your long-lost love. We call this the Phantom X phenomenon. It's like you rediscover your feelings. Um, once the avoidant person has put time and distance between her herself and the partner whom she lost interest in, something strange happens. The feelings of love and admiration return. Fuck. We it's were happening. what two months ago, yeah. and then I was like, "Oh my god!" Like, oh, you know, oh. I'm still feeling like this type of way. What did I? What was really wrong Bro, about this the relationship? Book is like it wrote, it was like a biography. Yes, once at a <laughs> safe distance, the threat of intimacy is gone, and you no longer feel the need to suppress your true feelings. You can then recall all of your ex's great qualities, convincing oh yourself gosh. that he or she was your best partner you've ever had, and you can't articulate why this person wasn't right for you. Or remember clearly why you ended things in the first place. Oh. In essence, you put your past partner on a pedestal and pay tribute to the love of your life, now forever lost. I don't necessarily do that. Yeah. I think she's gone. But, you know, um, sometimes you try to resume the relationship, starting a vicious cycle of getting closer and withdrawing. 
bro, so with the avoid so now that you know you're avoidant, how do you ever find somebody if you're always gonna be questioning if there's another one around the corner? Well, how can you change if you have an avoided attachment style? <laughs> <laughs> Next page. <laughs> oh this, my. Is a, this is an audio book session. Yeah, I'm not going to go through. I'm not just going to read you the book, no, right? No. Go read the fucking book. It's good. Um, learn to identify. These are some of the strategies. There's eight things. Um, that you can start doing today. That's what it says. Okay. Learning to uh, identify deactivating strategies. Don't act on your impulse. Um, when you're excited about someone, but then you suddenly have a gut feeling that she's not right for you, you need to think to yourself, am I really just like pushing this person away? Or I feel like that's going to be so complicated for you because I feel like that happens to you on a consistent basis. I think that's the number one thing that happens is that like you start to like a girl and then you're like, oh shit, maybe it's something's not. wrong. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. It's not right. There's, but how does it do have this? How do you know though if it's really not right? That, okay. And that's why I said at the beginning, remember when I was like, the problem is it's more complex than that because. Yeah. Every single girl I've had this with, right? Yeah. Are these all? Are, are I think what the book is pretty much saying is that, and this is what I got to is if you if I gave that anxious person that security, I would have a good relationship. Yeah. And that's what you tell me all the time. Yeah. Well, if you just get past that part where you just give them security, then what would happen? It would be fucking fine. Yeah. 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 Everything yeah. would be good. Yeah. So I think it's really just, and I think what I'm reading is, you know, at the end of the day, you just got to say sometimes to yourself, like, I got to take that chance. Um, now do, do I think that again, I, I think what I'm realizing though, is I can't be with an anxious person. I do need yeah. to be with somebody secure and they are hard to find. Right. Oh, A lot of they're on the relationships. Yes. Oh yes. shit. So that's the thing is that like, I just got to keep trying to find that secure partner that isn't going to be like that. Isn't going to be coming after me like that is going to give me my healthy amount of space and boundaries. But I also need to work on myself, which is yeah. what we're talking about right now. De-emphasize self-reliance and focus on mutual support. So, like, it's essentially like allowing yourself saying, mm -hmm. hey, you know, you could rely on other people, yeah. right? Believe it or not. Yeah. And that's what I've learned a lot from this book. I think one thing I took away, my big takeaway from being an avoidant is don't be afraid to be dependent on someone. Don't yeah. be afraid to, to, to rely on somebody for that backbone or that strength. Like, you, you don't always need this self-reliance and that's the thing is that like i posted all the you know all this dating advice that i post is about this self-reliance and being okay being on your own because i do think that that part is still very very relevant and very very because at the end of the day i think that makes you secure that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying i think especially as an anxious person right you do need to gain that that security that you're going to be okay and especially if you encounter an avoidant person you can't just keep going after yeah. them. You need to say, oh, I could be by myself for a little bit. And yeah. I, I can't go into this trap. Yeah. You know what I mean? I can't I can't keep going after the guy that clearly doesn't want to fucking give me something. Um, it says, number three, find a secure partner, right? Um, somebody with an attachment anxious style is going to exacerbate your avoidance. Mm. You know what I mean? It's, they're going to, they're going to, they're going to poke at it. So you, you, you probably should be with somebody that's less defensive, less fighting, less anguish. Um, be aware of your tendency to misinterpret behaviors, make a relationship gratitude list. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Nix the phantom X don't have that. Um, forget about the quote unquote, the one, um, we don't dispute the presence of soulmates in our world, but on the contrary, we wholeheartedly believe in soulmate. But it's our belief that you don't have to be an active party in the process. Don't wait until the one who fits your checklist shows up and 
then expect everything to fall into place. Make them into your soulmate by choosing them Ooh. out of the crowd Ooh. and allowing them to get close. Um, ah, that's so hard. That's what I'm saying. So I that was pretty know. much this whole thing. And then it like kind of talks about, you know, really, again, as an anxious person, just avoiding the avoidant. And I guess as an avoidant, uh, avoiding avoid the anxious. anxious. But the problem is those are the two things that attract each other, right? Yes. We talk about this all the time of like, because there's this idea that the secure guy is also the boring guy. Yeah. And remember how we were talking about last podcast about how like girls just go uh, long enough dealing with the, the shitty, um, you know, going through all these douchebag toxic guys to finally end up with the nice guy. Exactly. Yeah. Cause they finally end up with the secure guy. That's going to be willing to be there for them. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like this is, this is good that th this is like, this book has, um, I guess laid down the foundation that we kind of been talking about anyways. So it, yes. it just proves, I guess, our theories on what's happening and gives it life. Yes. And that's what I'm saying. I, I, that's why I said this book is amazing. It's just, it, it just gives you a foundational knowledge to relationships. Mm -hmm. The way that you view relationships now, it's like you could look at someone and be like, all right, like, you know, I know exactly what you are. I know yeah. what, what exactly is coming right now. I, I see that your, your, your need for intimacy is so high. Maybe we shouldn't do this. And as somebody that's anxious or whatever, you could look at somebody that's not giving you those things, these mixed signals, not giving you security at all. And you got to say to yourself, you're not going to give me what I want. You're not. You know what I mean? They, they need a, a man needs to do that inner work on himself to, again, make the decision. And that's what I think. It's like after reading this book, it's like I feel more confident now giving somebody – a relationship because I know that if I'm going to make a relationship work, I got to choose them. Yeah. You know, I can't, I, I, I can't think that they're just going to magically like appear and it's just going to be so obvious. That's and I think true. that's like, that's a story that I think we all tell each other is that we're just going to meet this person. It's just going to be so obvious. There's going to so be no perfect. issues. There's going to yeah. be, they're just going to be perfect. They're going to fit all my checklist items. Yeah, 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 but yeah. realistically, no, it's like you have to give somebody that chance to be able to be that person for you. Interesting. Yeah. But it's fucking hard because one of the questions that somebody had from my live dating Q&A was there, a guy came up and he was like, hey, man, he's like, you know, you talk a lot about uh, like knowing the one or whatever. She's like, he's like, I've met this really cool girl, but he's like, I still have those thoughts and feelings of like, I don't know if she's everything. I don't know if she's that one. And it's like, where is the line drawn what, between not thinking somebody's compatible for you versus am I just being avoidant? That's a very difficult question for, I think, a lot of men and a lot of avoidant people to answer. I, I think that's 100% a question that everybody like has to ask, especially when you're thinking about like marrying somebody, right? Yes. It's like there's always going to be those doubts. I, I don't think that there wouldn't be. Yeah. It's, I guess, pushing past those doubts and looking at the bigger picture yes. and, like, being like, okay, this is kind of what I want. Yes. I, I, they talk about, and I think one important piece is just, like, the way that we've evolved that as a society, um, talking about how, like, the, the, the reason that there's three styles is because of the way that we needed to survive back in the day, right? Secure being like, I needed a partner to survive. And you talked about this with mm, the marriage podcast, yeah. how marriage was about survival. Yes. And guess what? Take it even earlier than that, right? It's yeah. like people knew, cavemen, homo sapiens knew, I need to be with somebody that's going to help 
You know what yes. I mean? Protect me. Secure. Yeah. And then there's the anxious people that's like, I need the help yes. or I won't survive. Yeah. And then there's the avoiding people where it's like, apparently it, it, you were put in a situation where there was limited resources and it was actually more beneficial for you to be self-sufficient than it was for you to actually have a partner. And so in today's world, yes, in today's world, how... How do people come out to be anxious? How do people come out to be... I know it's like your childhood to some extent, right? Does it, it talk about they that? Say, they say it's like all those factors. They say it's, it's, it's complicated in that way. So there actually is one exact piece on that. Where do attachment styles come from? Initially, it was assumed that adult attachment styles were primarily a product of your upbringing. So it used to be just like if your parents were sensitive or available and responsive, you would have a secure attachment style. If they were inconsistently responsive, you developed... Anxious. anxious and if they were distant rigid unresponsive you would develop avoidant which mm. in a weird way that's my mom um today however we know that attachment styles in adulthood are influenced by a variety of factors one of which is our the way that our parents cared for us but other factors also come into play including our life experiences which also brings us to the point where we also said hey jay look at your upbringing and look at mine i said you were in you were from a family that you had a loving mother that was always there. Yeah. That was just like, you know what I mean? With a family like that. My mom was rigid, avoidant. She wasn't really home a lot. Mm -hmm. My mom was working. Mm -hmm. So I didn't necessarily, I had to survive being on it, my own. It's really interesting because I think that also does show a play in like, again, I feel like how I said I have different attachment styles depending on like the people. I feel like my family, I definitely, and like the girls I date, definitely a secure attachment style. And I feel like, like again, friends and like coworkers and things like that. I have an avoidant attachment style because I feel like I was raised with that avoidantness. Like I didn't feel necessarily a part of growing up. Mm. And so therefore I felt the need to do things on my own and, and be satisfied on my own from that aspect. And of you it. want to take it even deeper? Think about the way you are on social media. You don't want to be a part of this society. Yes. You know yes, I mean? yes, yes. You don't care about their constructs. Yeah, yes, you don't yes, want to yes. be involved in that. Yes. And maybe for me it's different, right? Like I grew up with my brother and my friends. Yes. My friends were the people that I was around more. And you, you felt the I mean? secure. Yes, exactly. Yes. Like I felt this like I belong here with these yes, people, right? Yes, yes, yes. Mom's not there, dad's not there. You know yes. what I mean? And I'm going to have to do this on my own in, in some way. Like, I don't need a relationship. I need these yes. friendships. Because the, the parents, I feel like your your relationship with your parents are what affects your relate your romantic relationships. Right. And that's that's kind of why, like, maybe you are avoiding it with, with those romantic relationships. Yes. I always thought it could be, like, because, like, for example, my brother came from divorced um, parents. And he is, like, one that I feel like isn't. Like he's been in a long term relationship and he probably should be like engaged and married by now, but he he hasn't like pulled that trigger. Mm -hmm. And I wonder if it's because of this fact that maybe there's this doubt inside of his head. Yep. And it, based on like I thought it was just divorced parents in general because, but it, it could also be because um, like you're saying that your mom was also just distant in that aspect. It's just because how much time can you really give somebody when you're trying to provide for the family? It's like, yeah. how are you supposed to be the dad and the mom at the same time? Yeah, 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 you yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't. So it's like, no one, that's what I'm saying. You had a mom that was home. You you, you were like, when, when you needed something, she was there, right? Yeah. When I need something, right, my yeah. mom is just like, figure it out. Yeah, because she, yeah, because she, like, she was a teacher, so she had, like, the same schedule as I did. So, and, and also, 
if she wasn't there, my dad would be there. So at all times, I would have that sense of security. And, Correct. And it like even if one parent was inconsistent, at least the other parent would like be there for me in that time. So like the yeah. uh, parents don't ha with two parents, I guess they don't have to be on at all times. And there could be some inconsistency. Yet a kid could grow up and be secure. I do feel like I do have some still avoidant tendencies. Well, okay, so, so like. It's weird because when it comes to my old relationship, I feel like in the back of my mind, I always had that doubt. But I think now looking back, I think it was a personality thing. I don't think it necessarily was just me being avoided in that situation, the feeling mm. like I couldn't give her everything. Mm. I think that our personalities are just different and maybe that is just a compatibility issue. I agree. And so maybe my what I was looking at was correct in that moment. Um but I, I I do also have that feeling sometimes in the back of like, is this the right person? And I wonder if everybody has that feeling or does that just make you, does that automatically make you avoidant if you have those feelings about your partner? No, I think, you, I think that's what I'm saying. I think the feelings are still normal, but it's being able to do what you do, which is I have these Push feelings. Push through them. But right, I, I understand the value of my relationship. I'm secure in my relationship in that. I know that I, I need this person. I rely on this person and that I'm not going to fuck them over. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, you, again, you're using them as a way to be happy and survive. Yes. Okay, then, yeah, I think I'm 100% secure when I think it comes you are to too. relationships. When I, was, when I was reading that, I, that's, uh, that's the vibe I got. Yeah, no, no, I, I think so. Because, again, at the end of the day, I feel like I do give at least consistency in relationships to a partner and like you don't ever make her feel like you're gonna fucking cheat on her yeah 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 you don't ever yeah. make her feel like again you're keeping her in arm maybe a little bit right yeah you know, the arm's length thing was like for a little bit but that's why i said in general when you're home you know she doesn't think that you're pushing her away yeah maybe you have those little moments right and that's the thing is as i said I, I think a lot of men have a lot of avoidant tendencies that's what right? i'm saying yeah because we have this idea of being self-sufficient and i think that that's in the back of your mind is that you want to be yeah but at the same time, it's like, think about your life historically. Have you been alone? No. 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 And it is, honestly, my whole life, because you're right, The like, the, probably the reason I do look so much for a partner at all times and trying to be that monogamous feeling is because it is, like, the, the support that I'm used to my entire life Correct. from my family. Correct. You're, that's the thing. You're, you're reliant. You're okay with it. And that's what they're saying, too. It's like... It's okay to feel that. You know what yeah. I mean? It's okay to need somebody else and not feel like, oh, I I'm an I'm an asshole because I'm not self-sufficient. It's like the way that I'm approaching life in my way is not necessarily like when I say my way, I'm saying like this idea of being completely self-sufficient, yeah. not necessarily relying on somebody else for that type of thing. It's not is the way that I again they're they're not saying one or the other is right or wrong. They're just saying these are what your intimacy needs are and you should know what they are because it's you and you should be able to play the rules based on what your attachment style is, right? It's yeah. like, because I know I'm avoidant, I need to do these things. Because I know I'm anxious, I know I need somebody that's going to give me a lot of security because yeah. I need, I crave that level of intimacy that I need that. And yeah. I think that's what you said about your girl. It's like, well, it, it, this, this helps a lot because I feel like I do always, I guess, put myself down for not feeling like I can, like feeling like I want somebody in my life at all times. Yep. Like it, it, I, I sometimes think to myself, oh, that makes me a weak person. Exactly. And that's what they're saying. They're saying, fuck that. You know what I mean? Human nature, this is what it is. That's inside yeah. of you. And don't fucking feel bad. You know what I mean? That somebody fucking did that.
Yeah. Or, or, or that you're not, again, not on your own, right? That's what I'm saying. doesn't make, just because I'm on my own doesn't mean that, that I'm automatically uh, stronger. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be honest, it's like, again, I'd probably be even stronger if I told somebody that they'd be, to be in my life and give me some support. Yeah. And that's what they're saying about the avoidant, and that's what I'm saying. It's what I learned about myself, and I think it's really important if you're going to date somebody that's quote-unquote avoidant is – they gotta, they gotta, they gotta understand them, that about themselves. They need to get smart, and then they need to accept that, and then also find somebody that they themselves can be pretty secure. And they say that two avoidant people never actually. Well, that's like, what I was date. wondering. Because how how would that it doesn't happen? They say it doesn't. They say yeah. it doesn't because no one is available. Would two anxious people work? I feel like it could, right? If they're both just like needing each other's attention at all times. Yeah, honestly, I I, I didn't I actually didn't read uh, anything about that. I think it's probably in here somewhere. I feel That's like a good point. I feel like that would work out in some aspect because if the it might get fucking toxic and you might get obsessed with each other, but I feel like at the end of the day, if you're both giving each other like a lot of attention. Yeah, it would work out. I I don't know. That's what I'm saying. It, really, what this comes down to is love is about finding the right person to depend on. Yeah, that's pretty much what it comes yeah. down to. Yeah, it's like. So what are you gonna do now then? <laughs> so what now? So what? Like now that you where know, do we go from here? Now that you know you're avoided. Um, I think a it's like finding somebody that's secure. So for me, it would probably be like, okay, next partner. Like if you're being like, just like, if you need this insane degree of intimacy, which I've always known about myself, right? My mom's like, yo, every girl that dates you, she's like, I, I tell them all to disappear. She's like, tell them to go away. Because if they're in your face too much, you're going to. Yeah. And that's what happens. But again, you you attract those partners because they they come. They, they, like, they come. Right, yeah. right, right. They're like, oh, give me love. Give me yeah. love. And you ex you're like, yeah, because. This is feeding my ego that I yes. am self-sufficient because yes. you need me. And it's inconsistent, so they're used to it as well because yes. there are going to be times where you do give them something. Exactly. And exactly. Then, and then other times you don't. So it's the inconsistency that they're used to from their childhood. Oh, my God. I w there's actually a page talking about, like, this exact thing. It's, like, the roller coaster thing. and it's the ups and the downs that they're, they're yeah. like, used to. Damn. Let me see. So Hold it's on. really just like girls with daddy issues. The telltale signs of the anxious avoidant trap, the roller coaster effect. In the relationship, you never sail on an even keel every once in a while when the avoidant partner makes himself available to the anxious partner. The latter's attachment system is temporarily quieted and you achieve extreme closeness, right? Mm. Oh, leading to this feeling of a high. This closeness, however, is perceived as a threat by the avoidant partner is quickly followed by withdrawal Shit. only to create renewed dissatisfaction for the anxious partner. The emotional counterbalancing act. If you're avoidant, you often inflate your self-esteem and sense of independence in comparison to somebody in comparison to someone else. If you're anxious, you're programmed to feel less than when your attachment style system gets activated. Frequently avoidant feel independent and powerful only to the extent that their partner feels needy and incapable. Oh fuck. So as I'm saying, you're driving each other's shit. Yeah. This is one of the main reasons avoidance hardly ever um, date one another. They can't feel strong and independent in relation to someone who shares the same sentiment as mm. they do. Because it's not stroking their ego. Correct. Because you you're other. like, oh, like oh. they're just doing their own thing too. It's like, so well, whatever. I'm going to yeah, do my own thing. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> and then uh, stable instability. The relationship may last for a long time, but an element of uncertainty persists. 
and then you remain together, but a feeling of chronic dissatisfaction, never finding the degree of intimacy that you were both comfortable with. So how are you going to find a secure girl? Because, like, honestly, you know what you need to do? You need to find girls that just got out of relationships. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Right when they get out of relationships, you got to, yo, you got to find them. That's what you should, that's the the first question you should ask a girl. How long has it been since you've been in a relationship? (laughs) Five days. Perfect. Yo, you're my, (laughs) you're my girl. I mean, listen, it's partially the fucking truth. I I think it's more for a girl, a guy though. Find a guy that like, that's the thing in the book. The example they gave is like, you know, Jeff was in a 10 year marriage and he just broke up with his wife and she, the anxious girl found him and like felt that he was boring, but ended up being like the right partner for her. Ooh. You know what I mean? Because like for a dude, that's what I'm saying. Yes. Finding a dude that's like that, I think is harder. Yeah. Cause usually he's going to probably lock it in. That's what I'm saying. Well, 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 again, it's just like, again, this idea that it feels like most dudes are avoidant and most girls are anxious. It's because that's the dating pool. That's the dating pool. Right. It's, it's so fucked. Well, hopefully well, you yeah. find his fucking but that's secure thing, it's like, girl. I, it's going to sound fucked. I'm like, well, I'm thinking to myself, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I don't really want. I, that's the thing. Right now, I'm not necessarily looking for that. Yeah, you can be avoided. I could, that's what I'm saying. I, I think I'm just going to rock with this. With the avoided life. Like, that's, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to rock with avoided until I find somebody that's secure, and I'm just going to take my time. And then, yeah. That's very avoidant of you. It's very avoidant, huh? <laughs> Fuck the attachment styles. Shit is bullshit. Yeah. Shit is fucking stupid, honestly. <laughs> All, right, All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening to our podcast. Uh, do all the things that make yes. you happy. Um, super long. And we need to do a lightning round. So You're I don't welcome. know what to say. Love you guys. Bye bye. That's um, 215. That was a long one. Maybe we shouldn't have. What? I don't know, bro. I don't know what the fuck we're going to do. <laughs> <laughs>